0: My name is Gifted, J Mo, K Carson, and we'd like to welcome you to the second episode of the podcast. Uh, there's a lot of topics to get into, but before we get into them, first, how did y'all weekend go,
1: fellas? I go first. I go first. Um, I w- actually this weekend I went out to Florida. And, you know, spent some time with some friends. Didn't really go back home. It's kind of cold back home, so. Yeah, I had a good time, had a little bit of good weather, good food. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much it,
2: yeah. All right, um, well, you know, Thanksgiving break, I went over to my girl's house, met her parents, and, you know, was playing Family Feud and stuff. Uh. Side note, I don't know if y'all ever were sick before, but they asked a question. They said, what do you drink when you're sick, right? I said, tea. They told me no. And the answer was cod liver oil. I don't know if y'all ever oh. heard of that before in y'all life. Nah, that, that. that's the wrong way for the rest of the weekend. I'll yeah. think about it, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm here. But one thing I will say,
0: it's cold as a motherfucker. Nah, it's cold as shit. It's cold as shit. That's fact. Cold. It's very cold. Um, for me, I spent the majority of this week having to move in. Um. I tried to not laugh at <laughs> his ass, but... <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, um, for me, I spent a lot of time this week trying to move my stuff in. Uh, Right now, I'm working a- as an RA, so they made me move in twice. They moved me into t- a room, and a person was in the room, so I had to wait for them to move out, I had to move into a different room, and then move my shit back into their room once they left, but... uh i honestly for me the biggest uh highlight had to have been like the fights that we saw um mike tyson roy jones that was solid mike was trying to kill that boy yeah he was trying to kill roy jones i don't know man it was it was was hard to watch you know it was hard to watch bro because roy kept on holding him and that was smart as hell i would do the same thing because in the eighth In the eighth, Mike looked like he was trying to knock him out, even though he couldn't, because the rules said he couldn't. But that whole fight got overshadowed by the Nate Robinson thing. Um, If you've been living under a rock, basically Nate Robinson, ex Hooper, three-time dunk champion, uh, got dunked on by Jake Paul. Yeah. Um, It was kind of sad to watch. There were a lot of memes about it. I want to give him... His credit, at least, shout out for going in there. But you got to be smarter than that to to not actually train for him. I don't think he really practiced for him. So that that's stuff. not enough. That he should. Yeah, I don't know what his trainers told him, but I just feel like no. he
2: underestimated. Honestly, he probably thought, oh, he's a YouTuber. He won't like he he's not you know equipped to to fight. I probably fought in the streets. He can't handle me. And then you know. You meet somebody with experience in that ring, it don't matter how yeah. many
1: times, Just just a little bit of experience can go a
2: long
0: way. True shit. That muscle memory. Facts. Yeah. But uh cool. All right. So we'll get right into it. There's a lot of stuff to uh talk about. Um so now uh free agency is starting to wane on down. Um we're getting closer and closer to the season start. Um we're going to start to talk about uh, a lot of teams and highlight uh certain features uh, about them, you know, like the the trades and moves they made, drafts in the roster. Um we touched on it briefly last podcast, but let's talk about the Warriors, y'all. Um I'm going to give y'all context for me. I'm a Warriors fan. Um I really enjoy what the Warriors do and how they play basketball, but um the clay thing really hurts them. Um I don't know exactly if y'all have seen the roster, but Klay Thompson completes that roster more than anything. Um, they signed Ubre for like 14 million, but their cap is gonna be terrible. Um, outside of Ubre, they mainly got Draymond, Wiseman, and then they got uh my boy Eric Pascal, uh You know what I'm saying? Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins. I don't know how I just passed up Wiggins. I'm not going to lie. Wiggins be disappearing on me a lot in game. So for me, it's like, I just lost track of him here. But he going to have to be like that guy for them now with no Clay Thompson. There's more pressure on him now um, in my
1: mind. Um, How y'all feel about the Warriors? I mean, they got a solid pick-up with Kelly Oubre, but I don't feel like it fills the shoes of a Klay Thompson-type caliber player. Like, I mean, yeah, high hopes for them going into this season, you know. Possibly um, contenders. But now it's just, like, another setback. just setback after setback. That's all I have to really say about them. I mean... You know, it's, it's unfortunate to see that, you know, such a good team get crippled by injuries, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. People, people expect the Warriors to go right back to where they were last year um, mm. in the final contention, maybe conference final at the most. And it, it's just, it hurts to see uh, such a good player go down like that for a second year, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, um, at least he's slated to make a full recovery from this. But now that like speeds up their window because every year teams are getting better and now Klay mm-hmm. is gonna get completely laid and we don't know injury wise what might happen to Steph this season because last season the same thing happened and he went out there and he hurt himself. But now he's got a bit more weapons than the roster he had to come out with last season. So we'll see how that goes. Um personally as a Warriors fan, um I think it's going to be hard for me to say that they are contenders for a championship. Obviously, a lot of things can can happen. All the pieces could could gel right and maybe, but without Klay Thompson, to me, I don't think the Warriors can win a championship this upcoming season. Yeah. He's just just too valuable.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. um, Another thing I wanted to discuss about the Klay Thompson is just like, you know, for a player to come off, you know, another injury, they kind of miss, you know, you cover for one in- injury and then now you gotta do all that therapy, all that hard work and stuff like that to get back in the, the groove of the game It's kind of like, you know, demoralizing a little bit, so I would like to see like, how you'll return Same thing with a few like, other players in the league, like John Wall The uh, Marcus Cousins, you mm-hmm. know, just So it just, you know, I'm Ready to see what they're gonna do this upcoming season. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm really hoping that we get the Andrew Wiggins, but every year people always say, Okay, look, watch out. Andrew is gonna have that season. We've been waiting for like three, four years now, you know what I'm saying? And and like I don't wanna overhype it, but I am excited to see what he does because now it's like with no clay Thompson, you're gonna have to like step up, step up. And he had a hot start to his season last year and then turned to trash like short after shortly after. And um the main problem with their roster to me is outside of Steph, Draymond, Ubre, and uh Pascal, their roster isn't really equipped with shooters. Um Steph's the main shooter that like everyone thinks of. And, like, after that, I guess you could say maybe Jordan Poole, maybe Nico Mannion, but these are still young players. And even Kelly Oubre and then and Andrew Wiggins aren't really great shooters. They're average or they're slightly below average. So I feel like the space is going to hurt. I feel like teams are going to make life a living hell for stuff just like they did last season. So it's going to be real curious to see what he can do. But. Having Wiseman out there, to me, this is going to have to, like, up his production level. He's been working on his shot for months now, so we have to see if he'll be able to shoot coming in. Me, personally, I think he'll be like a project, you know what I'm saying? So I have to see how his uh, three-point game develops, but I still think they'll be a really fun team to watch. I'm hoping there's no more injuries, and, and we can just, like, enjoy seeing them play. Yeah, well, right, I think uh, my, the main
2: thing I'm looking at is the clear uh, experience difference and the clear timetable difference. Like, you have uh, Draymond and Steph, which are the two experienced people, and they probably want to win championships, you know, now. Then you have right. people that's in the middle that haven't won, but I think they're ready to take that next jump, like Andrew Wiggins. Um, I guess you could throw Kelly Oubre in there. He's a veteran. And then you have people that's just new, inexperienced, and they have a lot of time to still come into their own. But being on the Warriors, that might stunt their, their growth. So exactly. I'm really worried about throwing them in that limelight. Um, yeah, that's just the main thing I'm looking at.
1: Yeah. Well, One more thing about it before, you know, you yes, go over. So, I mean... I don't project them to do like completely bad, cause you know you still got the best shooter that we ever seen in the game of basketball. If he could perform, which I know he can perform, you know, they should be in good hands. You know, they got Wiseman, they got Draymond, they got Kelly. Gray. I mean, it's not bad. It's not. It's not a bad you know team, but you know it's not the team that we was looking forward to watching. Right. So. You no, know, I don't I don't expect them to do terrible, you know, not make the playoffs. But it's I I just like I wanna say they, they're gonna win a championship with that um lineup. Yeah. Um oh.
0: y'all gonna hate this segue, but uh speaking of teams who probably not gonna win a championship, the Detroit Pistons, um Come on man. <laughs> Come on, <buddy. laughs>
2: I just I brought out the hat and everything. It's on... <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, um so in all seriousness guys, uh for a long time the um our hometown team has not really been good. Um we got Blake, he got hurt and like we've mainly been a team that just hasn't really done shit. Um there's they've had a really weird offseason. There's been some Ws and there's been some L's. Like it's very, it's very like 50-50. I'm not sure if I overall give them like a, a failing grade or like a passing grade. Um, so I hone in on a lot of the moves they made, okay? Um so for the Pistons for me, the biggest thing is they drafted right, in my opinion. Um, they drafted a, a overseas guard, uh Achillion I- I- Hayes. Um, are you guys familiar with him at all?
1: Yeah, I'm a little bit familiar. French player. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, um, I've actually watched his games a little bit. And, um, I've also seen like the films he's doing with, I think, overtime. Um, he's, he's a real combo scoring guard who plays defense. Um, he understands how to make the right play. Uh, and he's also like a shot creator. Um, he didn't shoot too well from the field, but no one really does does in college, yes. so that's okay. But I still think uh, drafting him, like they're trying to build around him now, that should be the whole like crucial point of the team, which is why for me personally, failing to re-sign Christian Wood just didn't make much sense to me. Yeah, because I mean... Christian Wood is like a yeah. I didn't get that. He's like a, a big man who can rebound, shoot. He's getting better defensively, but just overall, he was a really good fit for their team. I don't know how y'all feel about that.
1: I mean, just looking at some of the pickups they made over the. Um, I mean, when I first found out Christian Will left, you know, I was live on the podcast last week, but, but when I found out he left, you know, I was kind of upset. I'm like, wow, you know, they they heard a uh, front court. Like what they go do, but they actually made some decent uh, front court pickups. I want to say it's game changing, but you know, I mean, I can see what they're doing, but I don't know. It's like, what's gonna push this team over the hump? That's my question. Like, what's gonna push this team over the hump? Like, is this direction the right direction going? Like, for I mean, I'm not, I'm not no knocking against killing Hayes, but um, like, is he's like really the future? That's, that's going to push them into, like, the winning direction? Right. And that's um, my question.
0: So, for me, I feel like Killian Hayes' potential. Um, and, like, I'm not trying to gas it or go crazy with it. But to me, he's like a scoring guard. Um, a lot of people compare him to, like, James Harden-esque. Um, I don't like reaching that that high because we know what James Harden is. But I feel like he'll be like a nice combo guard who can play defense. But more importantly, the playmaking with him is there. And if he puts that jumper together, he could really be something. But my main thing is you draft him to build around, you're going to need shooting um, and a really solid front court. And to me, uh, when they drafted Seku last year, um, he was like a project for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, he has, like, a Giannis type of mold. He's kind of new to the way basketball, you know, is being played. But he's really tall. Uh, He can shoot a little bit. Like, he's he's really putting together his game. So, to me, to have that around him, like, I think would be good. If you can surround that PG with a bunch of defenders and then guys who can spread the floor as well, I feel like this team can flourish. But – They let go of Christian Wood for some reason. Like, I don't know why they did that. He was, like, the best fit for what they were trying to do in my estimation. Um, They also let go of Luke Kennard, shooter, like, really spread the floor for them. Um, I'm pretty sure they got back Landry Shamit. Am I tweaking off that?
2: No, I don't think it was Shammott.
0: It was someone else, I think. Oh, um, I remember Jamie Grant signed to them. Yeah, I don't
2: know if that's gonna last. I, I think he's just gonna play a year, get his stats up and then, you know, get
0: That was weird to me too, because apparently Denver like matched and like offered the same like the same amount and he still went to the Pistons. But apparently he like he wants a much bigger role. Um I've I've been a fan of him since his OKC days, but a lot of his buckets even last season, like 94% of them were spoon fed to so him. Like every every shot that he took for the most part had a assist behind that. Yeah. So you're going to Detroit now, you're obviously gonna start. My thing with him is like, are you gonna try to be like a, a shot creator now? Like there's a whole lot of question marks there. And Blake Griffin. I don't know what's gonna happen with him. I don't know if he's gonna get traded. I, I
1: don't My know personal what to do my personal opinion, they need to just trade him. That's just my personal opinion. I mean, I mean he's still a decent player. It's just, I don't see him going. like, I don't see, like, them winning the championship with a Blake Griffin on the team.
0: I don't see him being the Some best player on
1: just,
0: the team. I agree, or
2: even the second, yeah. best. like, he will be a, a great complimentary piece because he can do a little bit of everything, but being the center of a team, I don't really see it.
0: I don't think this roster is good enough to match his age plus injury history to be strong enough to compete for a championship in the next four or five years. That's why I think Blake should get traded, because they don't have a strong enough roster to bolster that to me. Um, This is a team that has to really buy in on the draft and really developing young talent. And they made a lot of steps in in that direction, but there's still a whole lot of question marks. Um, I think Sekou is going to be a foundational piece along with Hayes. We just have to see how they put it, like, put the whole thing t- together, basically. But are there any more thoughts on the business?
1: Um, well, they got Jaleel Okafor. Did that go through? Yeah. Um, oh, I,
0: I actually, it was... That hasn't gone through yet. Well, oh, it hasn't. I think it did actually cause, because, according to uh, according to here, he's on the roster, so I do think that did go through actually. How does he feel? Yeah, right I, think, I I Hey, as your producer voice speaking here, I think that the Pistons personally are going to win about 55 games. You're being generous with
2: 55.
0: I'm not going to lie yeah. 55. is a, a lot of games. That's a lot yes. of games to win. 55 is generous. That's, that's super generous, but you have to understand, as a fan of the team, I can't just give up on them. Yes, they don't have a direction. I don't know who they're building around, what their pieces are, but I, I have yep. to believe in them a little bit. Um, but that's just my opinion as your big producer voice. Now I'm gone.
2: <laughs> well, thank you, producer. Wherever you are, sure.
1: thank you. Um, it's like the, it's like the man of uh, deal no deal. <laughs>
0: and yeah. Um, fifty-five games is a lot, though. Like that's beyond. Yeah, that's a lot of games. That's a <laughs> top three seed in the East. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I give him forty. I, I would give him like a like a like a B minus they're moving in the right step, but they let go of a lot of pieces. Like the shooting for them is going to be a big question mark. Cause you let go of Luke. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of potential there though. And I think they will be better than they were last season, especially if Blake is healthy, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, moving off from the Pistons. Um, a lot of stuff happened, uh, specifically with Boston. Um, Last year, this team really competed. Um, They almost made it to the finals, but they lost to the Miami Heat. Um, That zone was really tearing them up in the playoffs. But when Gordon Hayward came back, um, he was really competing for them. You know what I'm saying? He played really good defense. Um, Oh, stop. Not really good defense, but good enough to, like, stay on the court. And he playmaked a lot, but... He got his bag though. Um, oh yeah. He left Boston, a hundred and twenty million dollar contract to Charlotte. Um, It's crazy. Um, I personally think that Boston fumbled a big bag here.
1: Did um, they wanted to pay I'll you money? Uh, was yeah, to, yeah,
0: and and like it's an overpay, yes. But the reason why is because multiple teams came at him with a higher offer. So his market was higher than anyone thought. Uh, Boston wanted to pay him, but ultimately, these teams just had more money. Um why I think this is a fumble for Boston is Boston and the Indiana Pacers, right? They had a deal that would have sent him to Indiana on on like a signing trade and they would have uh, got, got Miles Turner in that trade. Uh, my biggest Thank question mark for Boston has been their center, right? Uh, we know what Brown, Tatum, Smart, and Kemba can do. We know that, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Tice is really good, but to me, if he's like your primary center, it's going to be hard to win a championship with that. I think he will be a great backup center. Phenomenal backup center. Um, Miles Turner would have completed that. He's a two-way, right? He he plays great defense, and he can spread the floor. I thought that would have been perfect. But they chose Mm. not to do that. They lost Gordon Hayward, and they got Tristan Thompson instead. I think Tristan's a good fit for Boston, personally, but I don't think he would be better than what Miles Turner would be.
1: I agree with that, too. I mean, average twelve and ten last year.
2: Yeah, I, I just think they're probably worried about That's Miles it. Turner's, cause he he can tend to be inconsistent at times. Cause I don't think he fully has came into himself. He's been in the league for a while, but I guess they wanted um, some sort of consistency mixed with the price, cause I'm, I'm pretty sure Tristan Thompson is cheaper than uh, Miles he Turner. Is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I guess they were trying to just keep the money in a cap a little bit flexible just in case they see something, but I, I don't know. I would have, I would have just
0: took Miles Turner personally. I would have took Miles Turner all day. Um. I think the issue is their GM, Danny Ainge, like he always trying to finesse somebody like always. And sometimes, sometimes like, okay, I, I get if you're trying to like rob these teams, But sometimes if you see a good deal out there, you can just take the deal. Like, I think if they had him, because again, boss's biggest issue ultimately came down to rim protection and like having adaptable guys, especially if Tice gets in foul trouble, then they have nowhere to go to. At least having um, a miles turn there where they gave you a very valuable rim protector plus a shooter at the very least. Uh, Even though he had times where he might not have been as consistent as they wanted, right, Um, having him with Brown and Tatum and Smart, like, that's a good core to put him with that would have helped him be a bit more consistent. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I personally think they fumbled that. And to me, it's like, okay, even if you don't want to pay him, right, you lost Gordon Hayward for nothing. Like at least this way, you trade him, and you get Miles Turner, and then you can still try to go and sign Tristan Thompson and have him as a backup instead. And then and now, since you have Tristan Thompson and him on the same roster, then you can have uh, Tyson to four.
1: But I don't know. Um, yeah, so my thing is, my thing is, why was the Pacers willing to trade Miles Turner, bigs, to bought him up? So the biggest my-
0: thing with that right is uh they've played this game of can miles turner and sabonis fit on the same team together right because they're technically both centers but they try playing one at the five one at the four or seeing if they can coexist on the same team together um so that's why his name's kind of been out there in trade stuff because we know exactly who sabonis is like he's a all-star he put up Big numbers for them, like he's their guy, right? So th- that's why his name's even out there in-, in trade conversations. But I don't know. I just think they should have made that that type of trade. I think that fits that team a whole lot better. And then from the Pacers' perspective, you're getting back Gordon Hayward, like another guy who can play make and fit that mold mold uh, of that team with. T.J. Warren, uh, if Oladipo stays and turns into his old self, maybe you got him. Like, just overall that team has a lot of potential, and they're good every year, but I think having another guy who can play, make, and create his own shot would have been great for them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, um, Maybe they don't put too much focus into the center position. I, I don't know. Like, say, okay, you have okay. Jason Tatum, he's the obvious first choice. Yeah. Then you have um, Jalen Brown, second choice. Um, um you would say, who would you say? Kimba is
0: the
1: third? I nurse? say Kimba.
2: No,
0: Kimba's for sure the third, if not yeah. the second.
1: Yeah, I was going to say second, second.
0: The second? Okay, yeah. yeah.
1: I um, mean, he's a very, he, he didn't perform in the playoffs, but.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, don't I think like say fourth quarter, I would put Jalen Brown over Kimba just because of the size yeah. and the consistency. But.
0: Off what Boston's yeah. trying to build. They wanted Kemba to be like that second, first option, mm. but Brown's game has come along so far that really, this is really Brown and Tatum's team because they're the uh, both the majority of the like the shots come from them. Uh, Kemba's been like hurt, so like his play hasn't really been that great because of that. So I'm wondering how he's gonna be able to put it together. But Boston tried to trade Kemba this offseason, just had no partners, you know hmm yeah but um but, now the team that gordon Hayward got the bag from was the hornets um this team's really interesting i think they're going to be very fun to watch will they make the playoffs probably not i don't think so but no their roster they have isn't terrible it's not terrible it's not terrible but it could be stronger I think they fumbled because if they spent more time trying to get Christian Wood than Gordon Hayward at 120 mil, I think he would have been a great fit alongside Melo. Because to me, if they're trying to maximize who LaMelo is, you put athletic guys around him, they got that. You put shooters around him, you got that a little bit. And then you put guys, guys who can get boards for him. Christian Wood is a guy who fit three of those categories. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of felt like they they really overpaid him. But Gordon Hayward is a W for the Hornets, in my opinion, because his production might not have been that great, but he was essential for Boston. If you guys go back and you watch, like, the playoffs they just played, Boston fans were praying for Hayward to come back because they were getting blasted by Miami. And, like, not blasted as in, like, blown out, but, like, the zone was tearing them apart. As soon as Hayward came back, they began winning a lot more stuff, right? and games got even closer. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, I think it, I think it's a good fit because you don't want him to, like, have to playmake the most out of everyone. So, having Gordon Hayward fit there alongside of, I think, LaMelo would be good. Um, I'm just not sure if he needed to get paid that much. But they wanted him. And if he can get back to his all-star days in Utah, he might have a shot.
2: I just yeah. wish the Celtics went for somebody that can go, go good on the bench. I'm, I'm not saying they should have traded somebody like Gordon Hayward for a bench player. But okay. Um I, I think they need somebody that's like a a high energy, high octane player that can bring the bench um just as good um, as the the starters, you know what I mean? Because they have I like one of the maker and oh, he's gone thing. now, by the way. <laughs> he's gone, they don't even have him, yeah. but it's just like I feel like they bench lack a lot. So by the time the starters get back in, they have a, a bigger load to pick up than when they left. So I think that's that very like. top heavy, you know, yeah, very top heavy. And um, yeah, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say, um. A pickup I would've liked it for them would have been like a Montreal Hero. Something like that. Yeah. So that would, have, that would, have, that would have Yeah, that would that would have brought like energy. It's like sometimes I watch the Boston Celtics and I just watch and sometimes, you know, they don't have that energy, you know. It's hard to explain. Like as a as cause I personally play basketball. I, I kind of see like tendencies like this, like small tendencies. Like sometimes they don't just have that push. You need like them energy players you got, you got um, Marcus Smart, but you also need that. Like, I think, I think, but he can't like always do it by himself, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes he'd be like energetic, you know, starting runs. I'm not saying that anybody else on the team don't start runs, but it's just like you need like high energy, high up, Optane type people. Yeah. Right. I don't think that's
2: what he wants because I know exactly what you mean. Some I think the Celtics are more system reliant, and they rely mm-hmm. on plays. Who can like who's the best optimal player to to get here and there, and what's the best shot? Um, now I think Tatum and Brown could be a, a, a bet, a very good energy, um, two en- good energy players. But I don't think Brad Stevens allows them to.
1: Yeah, that's my thing though. It's like. Yeah. They- and I feel like that's what's hindering them, in a way. I mean, it's working, but then again, like, against teams like the Heat, you're going to need that type of energy because Heat coming with, like, a lot of heart, a lot of, you know, energy. Dogs, yeah. Yeah.
0: You can't just play in the tough system. I think for that, though. Like, um, my main issue with Boston is, is, like, outside of those guys, as Kyle said, right, like, they're a good team, but once they come up off, the bench can't really hold that league and i feel like they do need guys who can provide more of a spark off off of the bench and like have that fire that 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 um uh, i guess marcus smart has a lot right mm-hmm. but at the same time you need guys who are dependable and reliable in a playoff series like you can be a spark off the bench all you want but in the playoffs if you're not like a reliable player you don't get minutes so mm-hmm. they need to have at least one or two guys off the bench who they know okay come playoff time we can rely on you to produce in your role
2: yeah and in that case i don't think montress hero will be a good he doesn't
1: player. really fit
2: that
0: yeah
1: they no, off the God. bench but he'll be a good big you know what i'm saying like, no, he yeah, did facts, but not in the
2: playoffs. He better not be a starter. I just know that he
1: looked really bad
0: this playoffs, and that's part of the reason why his contract is so low this year for the Lakers because he looked terrible. He couldn't guard anybody. It just looked really, really bad. But he is that spark for for like a whole lot of teams, and I do think Boston lacks those guys as well. It's just tough because this team is capped out, and they don't really have. Uh, as many valuable assets. They got a whole lot of assets, yes, but to make like a big time move for like a third star, they would have to get rid of Smart. I oh, like the only they don't want to do. Uh, that. I wouldn't want to do that either.
1: Honestly, who would you give up more? Who would you give up first? Kemba or Smart?
0: I would trade Kemba before I trade Smart. yeah I know that might sound I feel like smarts the harder to team, though. But... <laughs> Exactly. That, that's exactly why I wouldn't trade him because he's a guy that plays hard defense and, like, he pushes people a lot to really bring out their best game. Uh, his shooting gets better each year too. And for me, as good as Kemba is, Tatum and Brown are, like, the primary guys who can put the ball ball in the hole. Kemba's not a great defender. If you can get, like, Another PG who can play really good defense and play make more, I would I would prefer that compared to uh, I a type. Like a Walker.
1: Patrick Patrick Beverly type. He nah,
0: he
2: kind of feels the same.
0: Nah, nah, nah. I feel
1: like a Rondo type. A Rondo? Yeah. He had never played for the Celtics. <laughs> no wait, he, he played, played for the Celtics again. Yeah.
0: That would have been perfect. fire, low key. Yeah. Low key, if he went back there, that'd have been clean.
1: Coming home. Come yeah, on.
0: but um, that's mainly it for these three teams. Uh, Boss is going to be competitive each year just because they have young talent that gets better every year. Um, At the end of last season, Tatum was looking like an MVP candidate, so I'm very curious to see what he does this time. And now that, that there's no Gordon Hayward, uh, all of the shots go up. So I'm really curious to see how they perform. But uh to move on, um, we're about to get into the meat and potatoes of this show now, y'all. Okay. So we've already talked about this, right? Um, but we didn't really like specifically talk about both sides, right? So for the Bucks and the Pelicans, um, just for those of you who don't know, it uh The Drew Holiday trade is official. Drew Holiday is now a Buck, and and Eric Bledsoe is now a Pelican. Um, We talked about it briefly, but we didn't talk about the Pelican side. I'm really confused at what the Pelicans are doing. Yeah, their entire offseason to me kind of bothered me a little bit. Um, I understand trading Drew Holiday because after this season, he's a free agent. So his value is highest now uh, compared to having him one more year on the team and then going. And he doesn't fit the timeline of Zion, Ingram, Lonzo, all these guys, right? But to me, if you trade him, you get more value uh, back. To me, trading him for Bledsoe is just a tough fit around Zion because to me, if Zion and Ingram are like your core franchise pieces – You got to get pieces around them that supplement that, right? And to me, that means you got to get shooters and you have to get guys who can defend, right? Eric Bledsoe is one of the best defenders in the league. I can confidently say that. But outside of the defense, um, his value to me isn't what Drew's is because a lot of times um, they had issues with playmaking, um, guarding people, but more than anything, Um, shooting was a problem for the Pelicans. They could easily score points, right? Lonzo, he was a 37% three-point shooter. Um, Ingram damn near shot 40-something percent from three. Like, that was popping up there. But at the same time, you let Derek Favors go, and you bring in Adams, and you extend him for two years, like, why would you not go, and, and, and yes, I'll say this for every team. But to me, Christian Wood would have fit this team too.
1: Right? <laughs> Christian Wood would have fit every team.
0: He fit any team, but like, <laughs> but like, imagine him growing alongside Zion in that. That would have been like a really good fit to me. Um, I understand that Adams move though. Um, You have a front court who's going to crash the boards hard. You know what I'm saying? Um. That'll be fun to watch to see how they do it. But I don't think Adams can run the floor with these guys. Like this team is a fast break Mm -hmm. tempo type of team. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I understand them getting Bledsoe because he can get up and down for sure. But come playoff time, you need like reliable pieces. But this team is just trying to squeeze into the playoffs and learn um, as they go. I do believe that this team has potential to be a playoff team if they put the pieces together, but it all depends. They made a lot of moves. I want to see how you guys feel about these moves.
1: Um, you know, well, the main move, the Drew Holiday and uh, Eric Bledsoe. I believe, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of questionable moves for the Pelicans this offseason, but I felt like that was a good move. Like, I mean... I don't see this team winning a championship in the um, near future. But, like, you, you trade a player and you get, like, future, like, assets as, like, terms of draft compensation. So, like, you you also were, like, so now you helping your team, but you're not, like, trading, you know, a player that's not going to do anything because air blister is going to contribute, whether, you know, it's you no, know, not as much as you are. It's probably going to be around the same. I, and my 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 prediction is going to be around the same. You know? mm-hmm. but it's like I I I really messed with that move because it's like you, you getting a player for like this is about his equal talent, you no. Know? And again, you, you getting pieces for the future. You're still not done building. So I, that's what that's why. Um, I would say it's more of a win on the Pelicans because I mean the Bucks is in a make it a break make or break year so I, I really can't really I really can't um I mean they had little options but I don't know if that was like one of the best ones because they really this year really goes to like you know bad their future is messed up you know they traded they traded assets already for uh, Drew Holiday and then he's a free agent this year. Then Giannis is free. It's just a lot of going on with the books. It's a lot, bro. So just, yeah. That's my piece on it.
2: Um. So you said the Pelicans won more in this trade than the books.
1: Yeah, because I feel like you had—they have a have, like, future assets to work with. You know okay. what I'm saying? And they uh, traded for a, a lot of future trade. assets, by the
0: way. Like, like it's very close to the Anthony Davis trade. Yeah. Right. And I okay, so
2: I will say it, the Pelicans won this trade only if they don't win the championship this year. And that's a big if for reasons I don't really, even want to really. go into. Right. So okay, so if the Pelicans got the Bucks trades, I mean the Bucks uh picks, if Giannis stays and say they win a championship, because I, I think that if they don't win a championship then he's gone. But say if they do win a championship this year and he stays, those picks basically mean nothing. Um, and you got uh, a lesser player, I'll say, Eric Lesser, I like him. He's I, he kind of feel feels the same void, um, minus the playmaking and the playoff consistency
1: a lot. But well, I, got, okay. I think let's finish about the playoff consistency. We're gonna
2: get to that. Yeah, I'm gonna let y'all sit on that. But yeah, um, other than that, I think the Bucks. Granted, if they use Drew Holiday right, and I'm sure Drew Holiday could fit perfectly in that. Um, I, I think the Bucks were the, the, the ones that got on the top for their for what they're going for right now. The Bucks wanna win right now. You need somebody that can plug in perfectly, fill the voids that uh Eric Bledsoe couldn't, and keep moving. Mm-hmm. So Drew Holly is mm-hmm. one of the best defenders uh for the perimeter in the league. Some people say he's the best. I don't want to go that, that far, but he's definitely up there. Um and I was skeptical on Drew Holley at first, but once I see him lock up Dane for a whole series and made him have one of his worst playoff series and then got him swept, I, I was like, okay, let's do this dude is serious. So I think that will come in perfectly uh, when they go against a team like, I, I don't know who you want to throw at them. Um,
1: the Eastern Conference team.
2: Yeah. So,
1: continue, I, mean,
2: I mean, the first couple rounds is going to be. You know, pretty much blowovers, but yeah, you know it's if really they come to get
0: second round, yeah. Once we see in that second round, we're gonna yeah. see how, yeah, yeah. Um, I right, right, I don't know. I don't know if this Bucks team can be a healthy Philadelphia squad.
2: Yeah, I don't I, know. I... Right.
0: But I feel like we say this about
2: Philly every year. Like we say, no, oh, no. what are they gonna do? Yes,
0: right here?
2: yes. I, just, I agree. I, with I, you. I can't put stock in them.
0: The only thing that makes me put more stock in them is the fact that they had a really good off season. Yeah. They I added agree. shooting. Um they got rid of that outwerfer contract very very easily. And now they have uh a lot better pieces around Ben Simmons and Embiid B with a better coach who is good at maximizing what a player can do in a system. Mm-hmm. And the biggest question mark on them was really Brett Brown. Brett Brown was a terrible coach, in my opinion. Um, he's, he, he only had that job because he was there for many years as they tanked. But to me, like, Doc Rivers is a much better X's and O's coach. So for all we know, they could be, like, a really good team, right? But uh, not taking sidetracked sidetrack here, um, I think this is a harder trade to gauge because – the piece this lies on is if Giannis leaves or not. Yes. They only make the trade for Drew holiday to keep Giannis. If Giannis had like signed like a three, four year deal, I doubt that they got their roster and like all their picks for this. This is a now or never type of moment for them. You know what I'm saying? If Giannis leaves, this team is going to lose games and those picks are gonna be a lot valuable which make the Pelicans look smart, right? But if Giannis doesn't leave, the Bucks ultimately win. So for me, this trade is real 50-50, but I think uh, for now, I think the Bucks win this trade for now. Because if you look at the Pelican side of it, you gave up Drew Holiday for a lesser version of himself. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and then on top of that, like, the draft moves, to me, didn't make much sense. Like, they drafted another point guard who's not a great shooter, who's like a fast break type of guy compared to, like, another front court guy who could help space the floor. And now you have, I don't know. Their roster is weird. Like, like if you told me that they made the playoffs, I could believe you. If you told me they won, like, 25 games, I could believe you. Like like it's so it's so much in between their team because they have the talent to really pop, but we don't know how everything's gonna fit. So for me, just I would say the Bucs won it. Exactly. If you you think you, you, right. you did the you did the Bucks win? I think the Bucs won this trade momentarily. Well, I would have like, to say This all hinges on if Giannis signs.
1: I mean, so like do we have like details on like when exactly those draft picks are?
0: Yeah, so so like, last I checked, uh, the it's draft should go into two thousand twenty-five. Like down the
1: line. So um, it's not so it's not immediate, like next season, next next season.
0: I don't think it's immediate. I'll double check real quick.
1: Uh, well, why you check? I, 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 I had this one point. It's like, is Drew Holiday really that piece to like? Pushed him over the hump. That that was my main question. Like, I mean, yeah, he adds a little bit more playmaking. You so know, he adds a little bit more defense at the um backcourt. But is it really that piece when you got teams like you know the Lakers who are you know growing every off season? Is it really like, are they really contender ready? with Drew Holiday as a um, member of the team? That's that's my main question, and if not, if they, if, if 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 he's not the uh, piece that's going to take them over the hump, then my eyes, the Pelicans won the trade because he's going to, um, in my opinion, he will he will leave the um, Bucks. That's my main thing. What do you think about that Kyle?
2: Um, I, I just wish that the Bogdan trade went through. Um, I, I just think the Bucks really need more than anything shooting. Um, I like Drew Holiday. I like what he brings to the team. I like his his energy, his poise. He can kind of control the game when he wants. Um, but if Giannis if Giannis has the ball and he's doing what he usually does in the playoffs, um, which is just trudge through whoever's in front of him, try to yeah, get that's how so easy the steam.
1: That's how easy to, to steam so against. You're not gonna yeah. win a championship like so, that.
2: Now, I'm sure they're going to make moves around it, but say if they go for the same thing that they've been going for the past couple of years that got him shut down. Uh, he goes in the paint. He probably brings two or three people in there and he passes out to the next person. And they don't know. Are make you it confident? Are, yeah, are you confident that DiVincenzo can make it? Are you confident that Drew Holiday can make that shot? Um, because Drew Holiday, he's not like a, an elite three-point scorer. He can probably...
1: Hit them when you need to, but 35% isn't the isn't the best. It's not the greatest But but look, my thing, my thing. And that's excellent because that was gonna lead to my next point. They shoot around the same percentage when it comes to like you know around the three ball. Not not in the playoffs for so We know what he was doing in the playoffs. He was basically going to that wall right along with Giannis because he was a slasher type point guard. But. If, if the coach just told him, like, okay, well, I just want you to spot up and don't, like, you know, clog up the lane with Giannis, I feel like it would have worked more fluently. But since he didn't get that many minutes, and I really don't know what the coach was on, you know, with the whole air blesso and yeah, how he um, schemed the puck.
0: Real quick, I have the trade, like, the full trade. Technically, uh, like, a four-team trade, but I'm going to focus on, like, everything they got. Um so they got Adams, they got Bledsoe, two future first-round picks. We don't know what years, but I heard one of them goes up to 2025. And then they have a right to swap two additional first-round picks. Uh, basically, like, if the Bucks have, a like, a high draft pick, right, um, even if the Pelicans have, like, like, a low one, they can do, like, a whole pick swap if they want to so that's what that is um but my issue with this whole thing um as it relates with the bucks is this trade makes a lot more sense if you can still get my boy by from the kings because then you got another shot creator alongside Drew holiday who's a much better three-point shooter than Drew Holiday is. Only having Drew Holiday is a, a vast improvement, but it's hard for me to, to like have faith in them because, again, like you said, the system is very predictable. Giannis goes into the paint, you kick out, and then you trust them to make their shots. That might not happen. Um, I saw Giannis get nullified in, in like a lot of those games. What would make more sense to me is using Giannis as the guy who sets the screen. Because then when he rolls, it's so much like traffic, it will it, open up much better looks. Cause sometimes the way that he had the zone, the zone was so good, Giannis can't even get to the paint.
1: So you think that's you think that's a a coach's issue or you think that's just like the talent they had? I think part of it is
0: talent, but honestly, I would blame the coach more, because the coach was doing a lot of stupid shit. Um, Prime example, he's not playing Giannis, like, playoff minutes. Like, how do you play him near the same amount you did in the regular season in the playoffs? In the playoffs, you play your best guys. Like, uh, I saw Kyle Lowry play down there 50 minutes in one game (laughs) in the playoffs. Why? Because in Nick Nurse's mind, he's He's my best guy. He's going to play all of these minutes. So to me, why would you not play the MVP or the defensive player like this long? You got to play him longer. So there's a lot of issues in his thing. It works really well. We know this uh, this team is going to whoop ass in the regular season, but their championship or bust, right? Like that's the primary goal. Drew Holiday pushes them towards that, but I don't know if he's enough to complete that. Um, what I will say is uh, Drew Holiday
2: is more willing to shoot than Eric Bledsoe. And sure. I, I think that's what they. I think Eric Bledsoe would. He would try to drive in a rim and do the same thing Giannis is doing, and they're shutting him down. Now they're shutting Eric Bledsoe down, too. And there's two people in the and that's kind of clogging it up. So, I think um, Giannis, he's gonna trudge in no matter what. So if he passes out exactly. to that person, I think Drew Holiday is more willing, and it's proven he's more willing to shoot than Eric Bledsoe.
0: And if he doesn't shoot, he can make another play for others because he's a really good playmaker exactly. as well. And I think that helps Middleton because, to be honest, we don't ever think of him as a playmaker. We think of him as a, a, a guy that can score outside of Giannis. We don't think of him as a guy that creates plays for other people, to me, Drew Holiday can more so fit, fit that role because Drew Holiday isn't really a shot chucker. You know what I'm saying? So I think he fits that role as
1: well. Yeah, I agree. I I, I could agree with that. He he definitely fits this team more than Eric Bledsoe. But is it that is it is it enough for me? I'm Giannis, and and if if I'm Giannis, I'm thinking to myself. Was this b- that big of an impact to make me resign the max with this team? Cause now we don't have any future assets, man. What? I mean, I'm not Giannis, and Giannis not me, so I don't know how he thinks, but this is how I would think, you know. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is, this, is this enough for me to sign the max? You no know, contract, and be stuck here for four or five years, whatever, whatever um, the max is. I don't think it is. That's one way to think about it, right?
0: But. When you see how much money they put, it's hard to listen, <laughs> that's like two hundred and fifty mil. Like 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 I know that there's ways for him to make more money.
1: I get all that. But two hundred and fifty mil. But he also, you know, Giannis uh, out of all people in the India, he's a competitor. He he's not satisfied. Yeah. He, he said, I'm not the MVP to I win a championship.
2: Also loyal. He's also loyal too though.
1: Yeah. So like it's real tough to see what he do.
0: But if we're purely talking about from a basketball perspective, should I sign back with this team? If that—if that's all he cares about, if all that money he can walk away from, me personally, if I'm Giannis, I don't think that's enough right now. Um, I still think that roster needs a bit more work because they lost some good pieces. They lost um, George Hill, and he was their most like efficient guy to play outside of Giannis and Chris Middleton. Like, he was their real point guard outside of Bledsoe because Bledsoe was a disaster disaster in the playoffs. So it's going to be curious to see what happens, but I feel like this is a make-or-break year totally because Mm -hmm. if Giannis leaves, I think that coach might get fired. I don't know, man. It's it's so much because
1: literally Drew Holiday can be gone after this season. He can be gone. And no no future drop picks, this is bad. I mean, I'm not saying no future drop picks. They, if might, they don't get it.
2: You know what I think they might do? I, I see an angle. Say I'm the oh. the uh Bucks GM.
0: Okay.
2: Giannis. I just traded all these picks to try to get somebody that fits with you. You really gonna leave? Exactly. Us? We don't have any picks. We just trying to give everything to you. We we took the you with this. You. We took you from yep. Greece and blah blah blah. Yep. You really gonna leave yeah. us? And then yeah. Giannis, you
0: know, he, he seems like a loyal dude, so he might take that in consideration. And you know. And that's why they made this move, though, because they had to show them we're trying to bet. Because with what they have, as far as, like, draft, SS, all that stuff, they did the best they could to make some type of move. I don't think there was another move bigger than a Drew Holiday trade that they could do to make the
1: roster vastly improved. My, my opinion is... I will go halfway through this, like just right before the uh, trade deadline. And I will see what my team is at. If, I'm, if I uh, if I feel confident enough in them, like winning the championship, you know, obviously I keep my team assembled. But if not, I like really use that trade deadline to like the max. I probably even trade Giannis before he's like say he's a body. Or, you know, I mean that's 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 a that's a very that's a possibility before he just yeah, leaves. Yeah. You have nothing.
0: It's just hard for me to see. See, um, I so like this might sound crazy, right? But I believe Giannis's value is going to tremendously decrease if you wait until the trade deadline to trade him. And here's why he's only got one year left on his contract. So if you try to trade him at the trade deadline, for one, teams have already had like a lot of tick, a whole lot of running time. Giannis is a piece that you build around, he's like a foundational piece, right? So if you wait until the trade uh, deadline to trade him, you're not going to get as many assets back as you want because even though he's
1: good, no, he's only got Giannis. one year left. But it's Giannis. You know, he automatic- I will not take him.
0: But,
2: okay, just because you get Giannis, don't mean i you wanna, stay?
1: I want to take Giannis. Depend on, depending on what team, that's an automatic championship team depending on what team he goes to. But what okay,
2: team, but- think about this, right? What team has the pieces available exactly. for Giannis and is a contender already? So he can plug in and get to somewhere the Bucks can't. Like, what
0: team has that? I mean, I know a team. What are you thinking, Rockets? I'm thinking Mavericks.
2: So, who would they trade? Porzingis? Porzingis?
1: They got a couple more in there. That, that, that'd be a good, some future draft picks. Shit. That's <laughs> a <some> future draft pick. <laughs> They Not don't got him. no more face draft. draft, draft. draft. Who you talking about? <laughs> Who the Mavericks? I'm talking about 2027.
2: 20, no, I'm talking about the Bucks. Yeah.
1: No, like, I'm talking about the Mavericks. I'm throwing oh, a yeah, 48% draft for you Giannis. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're
0: right. But listen,
1: I get your point, Jamonte,
0: right? But the issue is the value of that decreases. Like, like um, the whole trade falls apart if you wait to trade that line because now a team has to try to rebuild whatever the whole system was around Giannis. And then you have to take that momentum into the playoffs. And then if you lose, because he just got traded to you, he's probably not going to stay. Like, you only make that trade if you get a guaranteed signing from Giannis that I'll stay with this team. That's the only way. Otherwise – percent he's not going to sign. Yeah. And then I mean, all those long-term assets you give up, you just lose, and that's it.
1: Yeah, that would suck, but I mean – that's the risk you take when you're playing with two stars like this in these contracts. Hell, no. Hell no. <laughs> no. No, no. No, 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 no. I'm, no. Saying, I'm <laughs> saying I'm saying, but like really when you're looking at it from the Bugs perspective, what many choices do you have? Is either you make a move or you gonna be like, you know, you're gonna be like ass for the next few no, years. Man. Like I mean at like the, the same next time, few years. right?
0: They feel like they have a general pulse on what Giannis is going to do they spent a lot of time talking to him. They drafted him, like, all that type of stuff. And they're showing we're making moves for you. So this is a step in trying to have him resign. Because if they were going to trade Giannis, they would have did it last season. But the fact that you have a superstar in their last year is such a hard trade to do. Like, it only worked with Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis was going with LeBron. And we knew that if you put... LeBron and AD on the same squad with no one else, you could probably win a title that way. And AD can grow and take um, that mantle of, like, the best player on that Laker team, right? So we understood that trade. But outside of that, like, what other superstar can you think of was traded in their final year of their contract and re signed with that same team and state?
2: Did, uh, it's very rare.
1: I don't want to talk about Melo. I
2: don't know if Melo did that on the Knicks.
1: Oh, uh, why not? Oh uh, no, I just I don't know. <laughs>
2: they
1: don't. It's not really championship vibes when I bring Melo. Yeah, I, dang, y'all. Okay, you
2: disrespect. I mean, I get you. I'm with you. Bro. I mean, I get
0: you. I get you, I get you though. He's he not made a, guy. a bad choice. Bro.
2: He yeah. made a bad choice signing with the Knicks,
0: man. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think he made a bad choice at all. Like, like yes, yes, you could argue from a basketball perspective that's a bad choice, but. Y'all be forgetting about these bags, man. He got a bag. Like I'm, I'm chilling. He he got
1: what two hundred million. But, like, but but me, I mean, to some of these players, they got the bag already, and they 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 always know they can get the bag. But it's just I mean, but two hundred mil don't don't like pop
0: itself open all the time. Like <laughs> okay, cool. Why
1: well, know. You can Not, make fifty. why so Giannis is like LeBron does.
0: I'm just saying LeBron never took less. <laughs> Think about that. On
1: all his is LeBron never taking less money. Because he, he's a, the star. He's a star on any team he goes on.
2: Yeah. Like yeah, right now, stars. I would, I would uh, compare this season with Giannis. It's mm-hmm. like a less de- desperate version of the Cavs when LeBron was in his last year. Because that was just desperate, like, who wants to come? That was Go, desperate as fuck. They, Thomas, They did wait, everything wait.
1: they could. Yeah. they yeah, Rose. Nah. Come on. yeah, Yeah, Damn, Troubles. All that. Yes. <laughs> who, you like out of, who you like out of this b- bunch of LeBron? <laughs> <laughs> he
2: was looking like that? You, had, the, you him think giving. we should sign anybody from this Troubles? And then two <laughs> months later, he like, nah, I don't like him. Take him back. I'm good. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, um it's just hard for me because even on even though this is a good move, this is a great move if the other teams in the East are staying the same, but they're not. Like there's a lot more teams in the East that are getting better. The Heat are getting better, um, the Nets, Celtics, Sixers, like there's a lot of contenders each year that get better. And for me, Drew Holiday is a great change, but Unless there's drastic improvement from that bench, I don't know. But they're going to be a great regular season team. They're going to dominate. I think Giannis could potentially win another
1: MVP. Random random topic. I know this is spontaneous, but if Kawhi Leonard and LeBron would have stayed on the East, I, I feel like the East would have been better this year for the first time in February.
0: I think LeBron, if Kawhi stays in the East, uh, he would have probably made the Finals.
1: No, I'm talking about LeBron would have stayed on the east. Uh-huh. know, like, And Kawhi, you would have Kawhi, LeBron, Giannis all on one conference. I, I that feel would like be crazy he, conference.
2: Yeah. Oh, if you if you keep Kawhi on the east, then Giannis I think he definitely would have
0: left. That's yeah, one more person to go
2: against. Yeah. Yeah,
0: nah. He'd be
1: yeah, he'd be gone probably. I mean he'd go to another team, um on the east. Oh no. No, I'm talking now. He could just go to another team on the East. Oh.
2: Okay.
1: It just, it's, hard. it's hard to really, like – Because we know. don't know
2: what Giannis is thinking, like, yeah, you have not... to see his body language and
1: – Yeah.
0: Because he's a real loyal heard... guy who, who, like, is all about basketball. Like, all about basketball. So it's hard to gauge exactly what he's going to do. But I think his choice is going to be rooted in basketball. I could be wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you on that. But in my opinion, the the best basketball option was I wouldn't even take that deal, that max. i will just go play a year somewhere else and then take the max.
0: I mean, I get the, I get that. Like, I'm not mad
1: at what you're saying, but shit, I don't know, man. I have to I be confi- I have to be confident in my future of a basketball
0: organization. That's what it is. You have to have confidence. And that's why for them, like, somehow getting Drew Holiday traded, whatever you traded, is is a phenomenal thing by them because they're trying to show them, like, we're committed to you. We're doing whatever we can. We barely have any cap space, but we still got you, Drew Holiday. We're trying to make this team better over and over, have faith in us. And it might not work. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know, we're we'll gonna see what's up. It, right, it, let's it, get to like
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, nah, no, nah, I was just gonna say, I don't know. I okay. seen Chris Middleton contract like the for, for the first time, like the other day. I feel like he's getting like I ain't gonna say overpaid because he do get buckets. But it's like it's a crazy contract and it's really you know, a lot of that cap. Yeah, you I think it was like twenty five it was like it was like twenty five percent of their cap is like Chris Middleton.
0: I mean, but you know why he's getting paid that much, right? Yeah, I know. I know because who
1: else is going to Milwaukee? Yeah, you got Giannis here. You got a lot of, a lot of people. I, so
2: and that's another that's him. another reason why I I would say trading Giannis is the absolute. That's an absolute no, no. Because if you trade your star player, it's so over. Who's gonna want to go there? Like, oh, y'all who's trade want more. And, and even even though they'll probably understand this, like y'all trade your star player on their last year. I'm good. I ain't going over there. Plus, they
1: ain't got no picks. Like, that's just asking for trouble, but yeah. Yeah, Giannis is a savior this year. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So,
0: that's what we have uh, for the Bucks. But now let's get into, like, the debate that me and Jamonte had time. I low-key forgot specifically what it was. But it was tied to Drew Holiday, and it was tied towards Eric Bledsoe. I'm gonna
1: let you, exp- <laughs> I'm let you explain, and then we can get into this. Okay. Well, I don't know. I, I had sent out like over the weekend. I had sent out over you know some comparable stats, like you know the per thirty six. Well, basically a per thirty six is basically you know if the player was to be playing thirty six minutes a game, what would they project the stats would be? And it was like. Eric Bledsoe played like way less minutes than Drew Holiday because it was two different type of systems of basketball they played in. But I, I was I was blaming like you know, you no know, kind of like I wasn't blaming a hundred percent of Eric Bledsoe's performance on the coach, but I was like it's just not a good fit, and I was like um, if you if you want to really optimize players' talent, you should. And we was talking about the whole Bucks and the um, Bucks and the Pelicans situation, and I was like, "You want to really want to optimize the talent on the team and really get the most out of the players." I said, "Fire the coach, and you probably get the most out of your players." And then, um, then that's when you came in and said your piece,
0: right? So, 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 um, just to give the viewers a better understanding of like where the argument comes from, um, specifically what I remember you saying. Um, we talked a lot about, uh, what these hoopers can provide basically. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. we know that Bledsoe can't really shoot, but more than that, even if he can't shoot, you raise a very valid point. A coach's job is to maximize talent on the roster. And time after time again in the playoffs, the coach has not been good at right. Um, they've really struggled with that. So, so so for me personally, I feel like for the Bucs to sign Drew Holiday, um, even though Eric Bledsoe might have a better per 36, the issue with the Bucs is a lot of those stats can be over, over inflated. Because in, in a regular season, they smack on everybody. Like, I remember during the whole shit I'm like this team looks really good they stopping out everyone they forty bought the LA Clippers like like they they produce in the regular season but come playoff time when it's like it's not any back to back it's it's a team that you can key key completely in on and understand their tendencies and what they do the team struggles a lot of that is the coach failing yeah. to make adjustments I agree and with some that. of that is also in the players And to me, Bledsoe and what he's done in the playoffs, he's mainly been a slasher type of guy who doesn't want to shoot jumpers. And when I went on Basketball Reference and I checked out his stats in the playoffs specifically, he shot really terribly. He shot damn near 22% on, like, actual jump shots in general. Three-point percentage, bad. Turnovers, not that great. The defense was still okay, but... If you compare that to the heavy medium that Drew Holiday gives you, which is more points, more efficient, um, better defense, more playmaking, and more than anything, like a guy that has better basketball intangibles than Eric Bledsoe, to me, that's a better fit. But again, you make a very valid point. If you put Drew Holiday in this same system can the coach fail him? We don't know that. I can't tell you he will or he won't. I can just tell you without a doubt, Drew Holiday is a way better version of Eric Bledsoe. And I feel like Drew Holiday can fit on damn near any team because he's a playmaker
1: who can shoot, slash, and get to the free throw line. My thing is with that, though, it's two different systems of basketball game play. I mean, it's similar, but then again, it's different because, one, he played off the ball with the Pelicans. I mean he had the ball in his hand a lot but it was like more off ball like for Drew holiday you No, know, Alonzo really had the ball in his hand And um I feel like that's one that's one factor or reason why you know, he shot more because he could be set up easy And like blessed like you said, he's not really that you know That shot creator type player I feel like 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 to take like somebody like Drew Holiday and like really trade all this compensation and all you no know, just a big blockbuster trade they did that the uh, Pelicans received yeah. for him. I feel like and that's that go back to my main point about why I feel like the Pelicans won because it's similar players just under different systems. The coach I feel like he didn't know who he was doing with Bledsoe because Bledsoe I mean yeah he shot terrible in the playoffs but the playoffs run wasn't that long anyway. I mean, we'll, we'll you I mean that's two
0: years now, though. Like, 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 it was last year and this year, and like, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think the coach has a lot to do with his performance, but when I'm sitting there watching the games, he looks terrified to be out there, which is why he didn't get as many minutes because he can't shoot. Um, in the zone, anytime he tried to slash, it was someone waiting there right there for him. Like, he's more of a pattern type of player to me. Um, all of the good players who are like elite, 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 uh, especially in the playoffs, are are guys who are not pattern players. Drew Holiday is an ISO player who can give you buckets, playmate, and play really, really great defense. And um, even with having um a- Anthony Davis um, on that squad, Drew Holiday was still the the primary ball handler for that squad with Anthony Davis. It's just Anthony Davis took a lot of the offensive load, but it's through easy stuff, like post-ups, alley-oops, free throw line, catch-and-shoot threes, and, and then he had his own isos, right? Drew Holiday's the primary ball handler, so he's bringing the ball up, he's making those choices consistently, and he can ISO score and he's not just tied to flashing. That's Was what really elevates over
1: uh, Bledsoe to me. See, me, I mean, you say Drew play with um Andy Davis. Andy Davis is like, it's kind of different. He's a different player than Giannis. I mean, they have similar characteristics, but, you know, obviously uh, Andy Davis, he got like more of a he has he has a more he can space the floor out a little bit more than um, Giannis. Yeah. So it's kind of like you get that play, playmaker playmaker options. When you get like a playmaker only one option. Okay, this player only like he only can shoot like like slash. So I mean it's kind of it's kind of limiting the playmaker if that makes sense. Like if I know this player can shoot or pass, now the defense don't know like because I play point guard a little bit in my day. You no, know? uh-huh. and I, I know. You no, know, the more a person, if he can shoot in, he's a threat in the paint. Now it's gonna lead the defense guessing. So if 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 I'm trying to make a play and I'm going to the hole, and I'm looking for Giannis. They already expecting that. They're not expecting him to step back out on the three or something like that. And, you know, hit a hit a jump shot. They're not expecting that because it's not gonna happen. Mhm. And but, but for, Anthony, for Anthony Davis. Okay. Have, the defense has to be able the defense has to look out for things like that and that's my whole thing so you can't really compare Giannis to um, Anthony Davis. But the part that I can't compare here right
0: is that Eric Bledsoe main thing is okay Giannis can't shoot right so when the ball is in Bledsoe's hand the guys that can shoot Chris Middleton George Hill, Dante Brooke Lopez whatever those are your other options but Individually, when it's time for you to to uh, catch and shoot if Giannis is driving in or if it's time for you to individually get a basket or shoot a jumper, he failed to do that many times over. That just comes down to, to skill set. Like, what can you do individually as a player? Drew Holiday showed time and time again, especially in the Portland playoffs with them, um, and them, that he can not only clamp up but also get that bucket and not be one-dimensional. I think that really shows his impact. We still have to see how he exactly fits it with the coach. For him being able to shoot, if Giannis drives out, he can feel a lot more comfortable knowing he's not going to be afraid to shoot and he can't shoot.
1: I think that... Yeah. We you got to see... A lot. We just got to see what this coach does. I mean, I just don't feel like he played these players that they feel potentially. Who oh, no. knows? Not... not. Maybe young Wait, is so, great. are you
0: saying at the full potential, Eric Bledsoe
1: is better than Drew Holiday? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying more like he could have performed better if they had a better system to play him. That's I mean, they, I just feel like, you know, it wasn't like they needed a new, I mean, they needed a new point guard, but it wasn't like the trade they gave up for him wasn't worth that what they got. I get you well, it wasn't that it, it wasn't that drastic of a, a upgrade to really like be trading all that stuff away because now you're really in a make you really in a win winter or go like win or lose situation. Oh, but this is tied back to what Kyle said, right? Um,
0: the move is is a lot about Duality's talent, yes, but it's more about Giannis resigning. If you don't do shit, because there's not really other moves out there. If you do nothing. Giannis is probably for sure not going to come back because you're not showing that you're trying to help him win, right? But at the same time, because you're in Milwaukee, you're not even going to be able to bring in a lot of people. So if a Ju Holiday trade is out there, even though you're giving up a a lot, yes, those picks mean nothing if Giannis stays. If Giannis stays, it's not going to mean shit. You're going to be set because you have Giannis signing back. So you do that move 10 times out of 10 to get him back. That's the whole point. And, and like, even though they gave up a lot on paper just for Drew Holiday, Drew's uh, impact on top of what he symbolizes is deeper than just the player. A lot of teams have to do that on, like, here, right? A prime example. Philadelphia overpaid Al Horford and Tobias Harris. They did that because they thought that – these are two solid players um, that we need to keep on our roster, right? It doesn't really fit that well, though. But they did it because it's like, who else is going to want to come sign? That's the same reason why Chris Middleton got complete, completely overpaid, because who else wants to be in Milwaukee? You That's a little like extra
2: that. money for saying thank you for choosing us over another team that you could easily went to. Yep.
0: For sure. And just to make sure, because, again, we've gone on for like, for, like, a long time, but just to make sure that, like, I have all this right. Um, in my estimation, it doesn't matter what coach is, is there. In any system, Drew Holiday will be a better fit than Eric Bledsoe. I just want to make that, like, no matter what coach comes in or what scheme, like, who's on the ball more, any system, Drew Holiday will be a better fit than Eric Bledsoe, in my estimation.
2: yeah honestly it's just so basically what I'm gathering is to summarize both your guys arguments so Jibby you're saying that uh, Drew Holiday is a good supplement for Bledsoe because he fills the voids that Bledsoe doesn't have or that he's uh, inefficient in. yeah and then Jumante you're saying that you're saying that it's not that Drew Holiday is a better fit you think that uh, Bledsoe could have been utilized more if the coaching was suited more towards his play style?
1: I'm back in. That's my don't know. Are you good?
2: Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's basically what you're saying? Like, he, he could have been utilized better if the coaching was a little more flexible.
1: Yeah, I feel like he could have been used a lot better. It just, you know, Obviously, if I know my player is going to the hole, I mean, I feel like I could have even did a better job,
2: personally. No no no, there you go. no, 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 there, there no, 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 no. no, no. Right. okay, hear me hey, out, hear me throwing out. Time, bro. Bro, <laughs> this Don't is the Space Gators podcast, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> hear me
1: time. out. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, look, hear me out, hear me out. Okay. I feel right. like if I got Giannis, I got Middleton, I got Blesso, you know, got these players. I mean, it's it's obviously like you said. I would have Giannis come off the pick and I would have Giannis set the pick and roll. Okay. And now
0: yeah, obviously Who's coming, wait, pause. Who's coming up on that pick and roll to guard Bledsoe at the three point line? I'm not. I'm sagging far back. I'm having that big man sit sag far back in fear of Giannis. No one is fearing Bledsoe at the three point line.
1: I'm not respecting. Okay, well, you. Okay, okay well, you either. You know, i actually. i would have Middleton in that situation. i would have I will give the ball to Middleton on the wing. Okay. Have that. Have Giannis come set the screen. Okay. And if you don't you want to play that, that's your fault.
0: <laughs> okay, but 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 now Bledsoe is in a catch and shoot position I if don't that kick and roll that. doesn't work. I don't want him in no catch and shoot. But he probably
2: won't he shoot at winning. all.
1: He can shoot. He can shoot, but just not and like not a clip.
2: that's the biggest
0: thing. Like
1: I would tell him to shoot. I'm like, bro, shoot the ball. You think
0: they're not telling him to shoot in the playoffs? <laughs> I never want him to shoot in general, but you're telling me in the playoffs because, because again, these numbers in the playoffs are staggering numbers. Like it's nowhere near
2: like yeah, the regular season, it's a juggle, but
0: Yeah. Like I could give you forty percent shooting. It's it's not good shooting, but if the playoffs,
1: is tough. Okay, cool. But these numbers is bad. But like it's just bad. Based off the regular season, I know he can shoot, and I would tell him now. I'm like, you know, you can shoot. You can get yourself together.
2: So you telling him believe <laughs> in yourself and everything will be all right.
1: I mean, ain't that's what a coach or whatever they supposed to do?
2: They're yeah, but I do you not know. Get your ass. I
1: do
0: you not they're know that. Not- right. <laughs> How do you not know they're not telling them that already? Because this is two straight seasons, twice, okay? No ceilings bisexual, that means two. Like, like it's been a lot. <laughs> but just so we don't go on too long about this, I get what you're saying. Um, the coach is a big question mark. The Bucks, as a whole are the definition of a regular season. <laughs> we have yet to see them shine in the playoffs. And ultimately, even if they don't win a championship, I feel like if they go like to the conference finals—no, no, no cap—they got to make the finals to me. If they make the yeah. finals, I think Giannis might resign, might. But if they don't make it out to East this year, I think he's gone. And I think the coach, coach, will also be gone. All that stuff. But yeah. if
2: they make the finals I, and don't get blown out, then he might resign.
0: I agree. I agree. If you feel like if he feels like they had a chance. In the finals, he might stay. But the point is, a bottom line is finals or bust. I know a lot of people say championship or bust, but to me, I feel like if they make the finals, he might reconsider. He
1: might. Reconsider. That's solid. That's solid. That's solid. Finals, it's solid. But uh, mm-hmm. all right, y'all. I, I, I don't. I don't. Oh, all right. Okay. One last thing. I don't expect them. I don't expect any team to win a championship over the um, Lakers this year. That just, yeah, that shit's tough. That shit's off to me. Yeah, so it's really a big accomplishment in my books for, for the Bucks would be, will be um, finals.
0: Yeah? Yeah, that's all I have. All right, well, uh, we've been recording for a very long time now. I'm not exactly sure how long, but uh, I appreciate everyone who made it to the very end of this particular episode. Uh, We'll be back next week, and uh, pretty soon, we will be having predictions. That's right about... How many uh, games teams will win, playoffs, uh, a lot of regular season awards, finals, MVP, championship, all that stuff. That'll be coming soon. But uh, this has been the Space Creators Podcast. Um, Again, my name is Gifted. You can follow me uh, on Twitch, GiftedBlade100. On Twitter, same handle, just everywhere. Just search up GiftedBlade100.
1: J-Mo, you know, you know, just here spice things up, man, you know, chopping it up with the homies about, and that's all I really, I look forward to this, you know, follow me on j 313 on Instagram, that's only the only one I really be on, yeah, and that's all I got. All right, you know, I spice up the spice up, You know, I try to just keep get <laughs> <getting> going. <laughs> yeah,
2: boy, uh, take Carson, man, follow me on Instagram. K underscore caution and the caution is with a K. Only two K's, not three. Don't try to do that to me. And uh, <laughs> uh, Twitter is caution underscore K. Again, it's a K with a caution with a K. With
0: whatever. Y'all